And you know, you just get a lot of Primus um, riffs stuck very dutifully in your head. That's happening. Ooh, and that's happening. This is happening. Other stuff's happening. Boom, boom, boom. There. No, I didn't do the song lyric because that's what everyone's expected. I'm Ross. It is just me. Ian is not available. But without Ian's assistance, I will still attempt to drink Nova Scotia dry. Now, the it, it is it is the new year. It's 2024. I still haven't quite believed that because trying to decide. I always have the hardest problem writing the date. And it, I will say it takes me 365, usually 364 days to write the date. And I was just getting used to the fact that it was 2023. And then they switch it up on me. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I've got some stouts. Uh, mostly because I have had this stout in the cabinet so long. Look at that. The paper, it's, it's, it's atrophying. Oh, right. My... My webcam is backwards. Wait, how will I do that? Oh, wait, I'll do that down here. Transform, here we go. Flip horizontal. Now you can read it. Look, this Roof Hound 805 Mint, which is after eight. And for those of you younger than 19 years of age, why are you watching this? And also, after eight was a mint from the company. Was it Canadian? After eight mint chocolate. After eight minutes, timeless. It's a Nestle thing, so probably Canadian. Uh, chocolate thins, often referred to as simply after eight, brand of milk chocolate covered sugar confectionery. Yes, yeah, so it, it was it was a Nestle thing, but they were iconic. You, you used to have them all the time. You can get them either in uh, these uh, like square. They're about the size of a premium plus cracker, or you could get them in these little sticks about the size of a Popeye candy. The candy cigarettes. I'm really dating myself on both of those. No, you can still get you can still get saltines. That's what human beings call them. So I've had this in the, in the cupboard for a very very long time. Ian, in fact, <laughs> we tried the Cinnabone, which was from the same batch. In fact, you can you can see on the on the label on the bottle there it says 2021. This this might be one of the first beers I had in the closet in the uh, in the old storage compartimento. So. Uh, I'm curious if it's going to taste okay. So then one of the newer ones on the block, I went to go uh, see if there were any newer ones at the NSLC and there were not. But what they did have was this one, the Alexander Keith's Coffee and Cocoa Stout, which I accidentally referred to as the moose head because there's, I mean, there's a picture of a moose on it, but that's apparently the, that's the Alexander Keith's deer logo, which looks an awful lot like the moose logo, if, if I'm honest. But that's okay because... If it's, yeah, it's not a, it's not a day ending in wine unless I get confused about something. I was corrected, luckily, on the face of Bookie page. But, uh, because the Roof Hound is claiming, handwritten, to be drawn on the label, they still do these, uh, these little cool stubby brown bottles, to be 5% ABV, we'll have that one as the lower amount because the Alexander Keith's one is claiming to be 6.5. The only thing that I'm now trying to get access to is 
some sort of description because on on the bottles themselves, Roof Hound does not exactly tell you what it is. So, uh, Roof Hound Mint Stout sold as singles in. Oh God, it's sending me over to the Facebook page, which is going to take quite a while to try to load because then you have to search for it. Um, mint. Are you going to load? Looks like a no. So the only thing it's got there. Uh, classic chocolate stout sold as singles. So it's just it's it's a it's a classic chocolate stout. But the thing is, with the name of 805, you're just getting around it's obviously an homage or some sort of not so subtle reference to after eight mints. So it is a mint chocolate stout. Crack the wow. Crack the uh, the cap off of the bottle and immediately. Oh, mint! I'm gonna have some mint stories. It's um, and it's not even just between peppermint or spearmint. It's it's definitely more on the peppermint side of things, which I learned was the difference between the two. This is, I when I uh, when I got this started 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 putting these beers in the closet. I did get two, one for me and one for Ian, and I think this was back in the days when we. We weren't paying all that much attention to where we were storing things. So every now and then Ian would say, was I supposed to not drink this one? Because <laughs> oftentimes I would buy two and then he wasn't available. So then I'd say, hey, I drank that one. You should drink it and, and tell me what you thought of it. And that kept happening. Very nice head on that one. It, 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 is, it is smelling all kinds of a, of a creamy mint. It's not that, it's not like a sharp peppermint candy or... The, I mean, a, a spearmint gum I often find is a little bit creamier. This, I mean, I know you're going to get a creamy flavor out of a, out of a chocolate stout at the best of times, but this, oh, I am now really looking forward to this. It, it smells like an after eight mint chocolate. It smells like a number of minty things. It's also got, I'm not sure if that's just the glass giving me a little bit more of a flavor, uh, didn't all quite fit in my official Roof Hound pint glass, Roof Hound Brewing Company that I got there, this is Digby plus Kingston, so Digston, <laughs> and, then, and then James Woods comes out and punches everyone in the face. No, he wasn't a boxer in that movie. I'm going way far down the lines there. This is what happens when I don't have someone to keep me on track. Speaking of keeping on track, cheers to Ian, cheers to everybody, and if if you still have... <laughs> some some 805 mint chocolate stout from 2001 batch from Roofhound, then you're as crazy as I am. <laughs> and cheers. Oh. Hit me in the, uh, hit me with a hiccup very early on. That made me a little frightened. It, um, well, okay. The, it's, it's mint. It's mint up front, but it's it's not gross you out mint. At least I don't think so. Some sometimes, of course, I would drink um, I would drink drinks that had a lot of creme de menthe in it. Uh, my favorite was a grasshopper for a short period of time, which was creme de menthe mixed with vodka and milk. I think were the three main uh, main ingredients to that one, and I had those all the time. Those were delicious. So I I like mint, and other people are like, oh, this is mint. It tastes like toothpaste. No, it doesn't. This does not taste like toothpaste. Toothpaste can be mint flavored. You can get that, but 
Tis a small-minded taste bud aficionado who thinks that uh, one taste... It, it, the, there are not mutual ex mutually... Wait, they are or they aren't? The two are n not mutually exclusive. Everything mint doesn't taste like toothpaste, and, er and all toothpaste doesn't taste like mint. So there, you can have other things that taste like mint, unless you have, uh, yeah, unless you have small-minded taste buds. And you are allowed to to blame your taste buds, that's fine. Because you don't, I don't think you really have control over that. Can you, can you train your, uh, your taste buds to do things? Potentially? Maybe this is what uh, people talk about, about, working up a threshold of spicy things? That's possible. I, I think, and assume, and believe, where you just keep eating spicier and spicier until finally you're sort of saying, yeah, that's not all that spicy anymore, and yet it's blowing off, blowing someone else's head off when all they ever drink is uh, mint stouts. I was in Patty's, and they had a coconut porter on. I often tell this story. And I think, oh, that's different, that's weird, that's cool. And we tried it, we said, yes, yes, this is a porter that definitely tastes of coconut. And you say, okay, do you want another? Nope. No, I do not. I wish the head on this would uh, stick around a little bit. It's uh, it's doing that thing. It's like you're pouring a root beer, where the the, the fizz happens and then it immediately it immediately goes away. Like there's none of that left. So it, it literally just does look like a root beer right now. <clears throat> not that I'm saying I would rather have a root beer. This is this is still good. So it's like a mint flavored pop. What would that be like a like an aquamarine crush, maybe. Blue, would blue be mint? No, blue is usually like a, like a uh, blue raspberry. It's, it's often a raspberry flavor, which is weird because there's no such thing as a blue raspberry, but red and pink were already taken. So they had to say, oh, you know what? Blue's going to be raspberry. I'm just going to call it blue raspberry. And someone really did their marketing because everyone goes, yeah, okay. I'm fascinated most of the time with origin stories behind everything. And I think it, it, it comes down an awful lot to advertising origin stories. Because I'm sort of like, how, how, did they, how did they decide to start selling this this way? This is, holy cow. Okay, it's, it's fizzy. I'm not sure if there's much of a stout in kind of behind this. Um, 8.05 Mint, I, the Friday wrap-up for October 2022 of the Land of Canada beer blog has a new one from, uh, from Roofhound, which is interesting because it had been there, apparently it was made in, well, bottled in 2021, but 8.05, oh, holy cow, I made it. I made the wrong way. There, that's the one. Okay, continuing west. So where are we here? This is... Aha! December 2021. <clears throat> Cinnabone. Yep, I got... I tried the Cinnabone, the cherry brandy. Wasted days of peanut butter balls. Oh, I've missed another peanut butter one. Rufan makes some great peanut butter... Peanut butter... Stouts and the cleverly named 805 mint will make you think of a green box, paper wrappers, and peppermint. Sounds like an awesome chance to share some fun beer. Oh, so it's it's the combination of the of the chocolate, this chocolate stout collection four pack. That's what Les was talking about. 
he when we went in there and tried them all. I think I bought the Cinnabone and and the the eight oh five mint. And so they released it as a chocolate stout. It was all one batch of chocolate stout, and he just flavored all four. So one was cinnamon, one was peanut butter, one was cherry, and this one was mint. And I I want to say it's a non. I mean, for for a two year old beer, if this was bottled, yeah, oh, a little over two years ago, it's holding up. I, I didn't keep it in the light, you know, stayed in a nice, dark, cold room, so it was, should have been fine. But uh, the the mint flavor is coming through very strong, but it's it's holding. It's there for the beginning, the middle, and the end, and the tail end, and I'm I'm hunting for more of the chocolate stout for a for a gimmick beer it's delicious it it it's quite drinkable Un unlike the coconut porter that i had one time i would probably have a mint stout like this and i would say yeah i yeah i'd take another one of these I probably I probably would. It, it wouldn't be quite so bad. I wish there was a little bit more head on it. Uh, maybe that was the problem with hiding it in the closet for far too long. It's entirely possible. Potentially, I'm sitting too close to the microphone. I don't know. And other than that, more of the chocolatey flavor needs to come through, come forward. And body-wise, it's quite light. I mean, it's very... It, it's thick you can't you can't see through it it is thick as molasses but the body of it it doesn't have a heaviness factor to it usually when you when stouts browns things like that were invented they were very heavily grained and you could almost replace them as a meal um in most cases you shouldn't but you could i always want to ask ian about that where he talks about his 18 pints of guinness on his 50th birthday and I always want to say, were you like, were you eating, you know, snack foods and appetizers and stuff as you went? Or was it just, uh, was it just Guinness for, what was it? He said 11 straight hours. And then I think to myself, could, would you be starving or would you just be unhealthily sick? He was probably eating French fries and having a sandwich in between. I'll, I, I will, I will ask and we will find out specifically but I didn't really check through, uh, well, no, because I, I, I picked up, what I had to pick up, I picked up another beer from, from Roofhound, and I think we had this discussion where a pandemic coupled with the economy, well, the, the pandemic turned into the economy falling through the crapper, and everything, including ingredients, rent, power, everything. Prices went super up, so a number of places are, 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 well, a few places are shutting down. Other places are staying pretty successful. But I think the bonkers, hey, let's make something stupid just because we can days, they're not behind us, but they're definitely on a hiatus where now it's just, you know, here is, here, we have made, hey, and a lot of nostalgic bits of, oh, we made that favorite one that everyone loved a couple years ago. Oh, hey, remember that cherry? And so I, I kind of was expecting, especially winter-wise, to have, to, to see a peanut, a peanut butter double chocolate stout around at Roofhound. But I think the one thing I found, it, there was like a, a three point something, 3.5, 3.8% 
light beer, like extra light beer. And I went, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Sadly, because <laughs> and you got to you got to wonder that. Well, at least I certainly wonder that every time I see someone going into the LC and coming out with a case of Bud Light. And I think so you're you're not I don't think you're trying to get drunk unless you're trying to drink all of that yourself in one evening. And then in which case, why not just get two of these with, you know, 6.5%. They taste better. Well, I, I don't know. Does an entire case of Bud Light hangover feel different than a two stiff stout with that tastes like, you know, the cinnamon hearts at Valentine's Day? Does that give you a better hangover? I, I, I couldn't tell you. I all there, There's been no correlation between my good hangovers and my bad. Ow. I scratched myself right on the spot. I have <laughs> I've burned myself accidentally several times today. One, one of which I put my hand. Uh, I was boiling water for coffee this morning, and I put my hand into the steam, and I seem to have mostly burned myself on steam. And we used to laugh about that because there was an anime movie that we tried getting our friend to watch called Steam Boy. Thought, oh, his father, the origin story was his father dies in a tragic steam accident. And I was like, steam, really? Pfft, come on. But, yep, yep. Even if I, I, I wasn't smart enough to believe it then, I definitely believe it now. You're really cool. Warning signs everywhere. Steam kills. <laughs> that could be something. Okay, so we've looked up, after eight mints, uh, I've tried looking up a little bit more about the 805... Uh, Roofhound uh, Mint Chocolate Stout. Was there something on Untapped? I feel like there was... It didn't even get to Untapped for some reason. Mint Chocolate Nanaimo. What? No, get out. Rolling Rock. Roofhound. Okay. Roofhound Chocolate Stout Series Variety 12 Pack still available. Yeah, but that was from years and years and years ago. The Atlanta Canada Beer... Your blog is still talking about the same thing. The mint, mint classic. It's it's just, it's Roofhound's classic stout, which I wish it was a little maltier. I wish it was a little cream. It smells like it's going to be creamy, but it it comes through with not a whole heck of a lot of body. And maybe it's been sitting in the cupboard for two years. I've nearly had it out a couple of times when when Ian's been not available. In fact. We would have done sours, because that's what we usually do, do when Ian is not available, but I think we're all out of sours at the moment. My wife keeps drinking them, and I haven't been able to find any additional mint chocolates. Okay, Flying Dog has got one from wherever the heck they're at. Roof Hound. Here it is, and this is the four-pack, but it's also just going over to... Roofhound's Facebook page, and then it's all, yeah, then you gotta scroll for your entire life. Oh, wait. <clears throat> Chocolate Stout Series Variety 12 Packs available now. December 20th of 2023. So they've got the Cherry, the Chocolate Stout, the 805, and the Cinnabone. So the only one that they lost, they didn't put the peanut butter back in. But the Chocolate Series is there. December 20th? 
Chocolate, chocolate mint, chocolate cherry, brandy, chocolate cinnamon. Well, I'm glad that uh, that they were available again. I mean, shut my mouth where I was saying no one put out their bonkers, silly stuff again this year, but there it were. I went in a little too early. Apparently, I went in on, like, December the 17th and said, hey, yo, where are the crazy Christmas stuff at? And they said, well, you know, well, no one told me that it was going to be out soon. No one told me that there was uh, this kind of cool, fun stuff available. I would have bought the four-pack. I would have bought the 12-pack. I would have bought all the packs. So many of the packs. Uh... And all the flights. We'll get into, because this is it. Uh, in behind me, this is the picture of the inside of the Kingston location. As you can tell, it's a nice, beautiful, bright, sunny day. Nice, delightful. Everyone's just wearing their t-shirts and whatnot. It's not cold. It's fine. It's Nova Scotia. It's easy to get through, but... Hmm, um, maybe it is too much of a novelty to have a second pint of. That's It's, it's very... It's, again, it's not uncomfortably minty. It's just, it's the right amount of mint. It's the wrong amount of chocolate. That's what bothers me. And then every now and then, just a little bit in behind, you get that that smoky, that uh, that burn, the burnt malt, the charred malt, the flambéed malt flavor. And then... But through through it all, it, there there is that mint. So I don't know whether to give them full marks for the fact that this is a mint. They nailed that. But I feel like, honestly, mint-wise, yes, it's hitting 100%. But the stout part it may, it might be suffering because it's been in the closet. So with the concept that it's been in the closet for two, two years, it, uh, it is well-flavored, perfectly balanced, with the novelty flavor, but the stout on the underneath is leaving me feeling like this is about a 7.5 out of 10 for, for and stout. And I wish, I wish a little better than that. Um, I think because yeah, she, she likes the occasional interesting flavored stout. So I will, Oh, is that a half a, <laughs> it's half a good, you can see, pook. that's, Half the guitar sitting over there. So if I turn that away, can we get... Uh, let's see what happens with my video if I move that. There! We're just slowly getting the corner of the guitar out of the way. That's cool. I'll just keep sliding that back and forth and we're fine. Am I sitting in the middle of the screen? Can't even tell. Oh, mm. I'm going to leave a bit of that for my wife. And then... Oh, I probably should have washed this glass. I rinsed it. I did not wash it very carefully. And then, then, next up, from Keith's, uh, from the Alexander Keith's Nova Scotia Brewery just down the way, they've started doing this small, small, well, this isn't even small batch, because I think they've just started making this one. The Lunenburg Coffee and Cocoa Stout. A stout with bold roasted flavors, brewed with dark malts, cocoa nibs, and laughing whale coffee beans. Oh, yeah, laughing whale. I, I think that's based in the South Shore, isn't it? Um, you can look up a little bit more about it, I think. Except it, uh... Oh, this was the one that had all the untapped reviews on it. A bold, a stout with bold roasted flavors, brewed with... Okay, yeah, and that's the one. Everyone's drinking this, everyone's drinking this. See, the... Uh, 
I think the reason that I don't remember or I, I don't bother to use untapped is because it's it's not even as easy to peruse as say I hate to liken it to Facebook, but it is a social media thing. So here's this person. They're drinking a Lunenburg coffee and cocoa stout at the at the Keith Brewery. They give it like a 3.75 out of 5 saying, very nice, smooth stout, not much coffee. But everyone else is sort of, oh, I'm drinking this at home. Boom. And they they earned a badge for drinking lots of different types of stouts. I, I don't I don't care. Tell me what it tell me what it's like. Someone mentioned better than last time because it's on tap creamier than I remember, and they're drinking that at Shooter's Bar and Grill in Enfield? Really? Well, where is where is this? I need to see some pictures of the inside of Shooter's. Yeah, Hans County. Okay, because Curly's Potables is where we used to go until Curly's closed down. Sorry, I'm talking about establishments and everything else. There is no smell coming off of this. Now, I was fortunate enough to be invited to my good friend Tom's wedding. Tom, who has been on this show a couple of times. Tom likes sours, but we don't hold that against him. He got married at the Alexander Keats Brewery. And the first part of me went, eh. But I have these uh, wonderful, wonderful pictures of me up by the, the, the copper... Uh, keg kiln drums anyway the place where they make the beer copper fitted pipes everywhere and they one of them did say this is where the Lunenburg cocoa stout is going on and eventually later on in the night I think I tried they get we we went on a tour but I don't remember being offered many beverages on the tour we got a taste of the Keats lager at the very beginning like, yeah, okay, this is a good start. But then nothing was ever passed around to me again. So I'd, I'm not saying that it was a bad tour. I'm just saying I think either I or everyone else or someone, or they just forgot or they just didn't bother dealing with us, or probably the most likely... in <laughs> the, the most likely scenario was that I wasn't paying enough attention to be served beer because I was probably off mouthing off with James or mouthing off with Tom or talking to my wife. I think I had my son strapped to me at the time. He was, um, oh, what, seven, seven, eight months old. He's, he's now nearly 11 months old. He's going to be one in February. This one, uh, never mind the fact that this glass is fancy as I'll get out, but the head on this, this is good and proper. But, once again, coffee and cocoa stout. I should be smelling both coffee and chocolate. I'm getting a tiny, tiny, tiny little whiff of chocolate. That was the other thing I was going to look up. And the name of this glass, uh, I feel like it's a frog glass? No. Um, type of, yeah, okay, types of beer glasses. Because it's a beer glass. Types of beer glasses chart blah bitty, blah bitty, blah beer glassware weizen strange thistle weizen you can get one shaped like a boot this is 13 types of beer glasses what to compliment your this so this is apparently a lager glass and I'm drinking a stout in it so what whatever does not 
bother me at all because it, it's sort of it's angled down, big thick at the top, and then it comes down here and you get this beautiful, delightful little fluted end at the bottom. Should probably describe it better so as not to use the word flange. Trying to get I think I've got half half the dang can in here so far. Types of beer glasses. See, there's the chart, and then the glassware for beer and the beer advocate. I okay, the flute glass, the goblet shot nope, it's none of these. Pilsner glass or pokal. Snifter, it's kind of a weird shaped tulip. Is it an extended wizen glass? I uh no, I don't I don't know. Where should the stout, the stout should be in a snifter. So I'm definitely, and or the pint glass is just, this is what you get for everything. So I think I'm glad that I've got pint glasses for things. What I thought about when I first started collecting all of the pint glasses from each of the establishments is I thought maybe I should, instead of getting <laughs> 65 to 70 pint glasses, maybe I should get the different types of beer glasses and then pour the beers and drink it from the correct glass. And then I decided against that almost immediately. Beginner guide to the many different beer. And I don't need a I don't need a beginner's guide. I feel like I need something far more specific. This is delightful because it doesn't it's just, here's the stout glass and the IPA glass, but the problem there is that there's no pictures. I seem to feel like the name of this was a frog glass, but that is obviously not the case. So I'm going to stop trying to pretend I know what's going on or what kind of glass this is. And um, it's a it's Nova Scotia. It's craft beer. It's a craft brew show. I'm drinking a Keith's only because I just wanted I wanted to have something to compare the co the, the 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 mint chocolate stout with and this was one a there was no other stouts in the lc at the time and i said well let's just compare it with this because i know ian's had this and i know he likes it so we'll try we'll see how a two-year-old craft beer competes with a fresh new alexander keith's coffee stout oh the other thing about this one uh the keith's one is a 6.5 percent creamy Yes, but, oh, there's some kind of, mm, processed nip, I, I, I want to say. It, it's got that, uh, would I be able to tell? Yes, because that's a flavor that we've had in a few other stouts. In fact, I think it's the one that I got at the tail end of the, uh, the Garrison Milk and Cookies when we tried that one. Or, oh, no, it was the Deja Moo. It was, it was their Deja Mu milk stout, and it's just got this little, um, not even a citrusy, but it just, something has gone wrong. Yes, it, it is a, a slightly sour tip at the end of, and it doesn't really happen when you're having chocolate, but it certainly happens an awful lot when we're having beer. Speaking of. Oh, um, speaking of beer that might not turn out well, my wife got me a delightful present 
president. Yep, I got the president for Christmas. She got me a delightful Christmas present, and the Christmas present is a beer kit. A homebrew kit. So I just need to have the gear. And the funny thing is, is Ian found out that she was getting it for me, and he said, you can have my gear, because he's... Um, he's in a, a smaller place right now, so he doesn't have space for all of his gear. So he says, you can borrow my gear while I'm not using it. And I said, that would be delightful. And now I just need to find a place because the beer needs to sit between the temperatures of, was it, 15 and 20 degrees Celsius. I'm making stuff up entirely. I had a quick perusal through the instructions. Uh, but it is sitting still up above the Christmas tree because <laughs> I still haven't taken the Christmas tree down despite the fact that my wife wanted it taken down yesterday. It is the 2nd of January and she wants it down right away. And, I mean, fine. I I wish... I, and I, I love seeing people's Christmas lights up all through January because even though the longest night of the year was December 21st and it's you know, the days are getting lighter and lighter, but... It, <laughs> It's so dark. It's so dark. It's so cold. It's so dreary. It's just, I, I need, I need some bright, vibrant, flashing everything. So I, I, I think I'm going to try to figure out a way to keep the Christmas lights, the lights in the house. I mean, the tree can go, that's fine. But the lights, I need, I need bright lights. I need bright, pretty lights and other things going on. And it's nice to see other people with their Christmas lights up, too. Oh, right, we're going to go check out. There was um, a, few, a few of the places, the houses around here, have those programmable lights where you go up to their house and then you tune into the AM transmitter from there. I'm uncertain if I should give this one a uh, a rating. Sometimes I feel bad enough putting, say, propeller up against a smaller brewery like... Uh, Oh, heritage, maybe, I don't know, or, or Wayfarers, just because of the, the scope of everything. So you feel unfair putting a Keats up against a, a Roofhound, because just the, you know, the advertising juggernaut they're in and whatnot. They've got more money than Spain. I don't know why I just chose that country to sound it nice. Sometimes, instead of saying things that are accurate, I say things that are melodic. I think that's just kind of how I speak. I say the word as it flows. For example, I wanted to say as it flows from my domicile, but I was trying to say mouth. But mouth was too ugly a word. Domicile just fit just there, despite the fact that that doesn't make any sense. I mean, the words are flowing from my house, but people called Romanus, they go the house. I think I, yeah, I've learned something about myself. This is why I'm inaccurate or wrong most of the time is because I'm trying to say something that sounds orally pleasing. A-U-R-A-L. Aural. You know what I'm saying. I will say this. It, if you handed me that, I would say, yeah, that's an all right stout. That's, you know... Well done. There's a little something. And I want to call it that 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 Trider's Edge. But then if you told me that's a Keats, I would say, hey, okay. So for a Keats, I will give that even higher marks. That's outstanding. But if you're putting it up against the other craft beers, yeah, yeah, they have an unfair advantage with budget and and availability and they can put it in all of the LCs 
all throughout the province really quickly. But it's not the best stout I've ever had. Is it better than the mint? The mint chocolate. Well, even though there's there's a little tiny sweetness in there, I guess you could call that milk chocolate, and then no coffee whatsoever. So the cocoa nibs, fine. It is... Oh, no, wait a minute. The body on it, 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 it's got a good weight to it, the body on it, the thickness of it. But that tang, that aftertaste, and it just sort of hit, hits you like it's gone off a little bit, which is weird because it's two years fresher. So is that just preservatives? Are they just tucking a few things in there like, oh, this is going to sit, you know, we're the, we're the big boys. We got to ship these things off to, I don't know where they're shipping things off. They're not shipping their India pale ale to India. I'll tell you that much. Keith's Brewery. Lower Water Street, blah, 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 blah. Don't drink and drive, fine. Established 1820. Yeah, well, back when they were actually probably making proper beer. No, it's it's got a nip of the um the establishment. It uh, firmly tastes of disestablishmentarianism. And I am firmly anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> Do I know what that means? No. But it sounds good. You haven't paid attention. I think for for Anne Stout, it it's got the legs. I love the legs. the uh, The head has remained on it. Look, the delightful head remains. But flavor wise, eh, it misses. It it's not near as good as any of the craft beers. Serial killer would chuck that out. Um. What else? Big Papa from Candid, my new favorite stout. The, the freaking... Ah, that's it. Muddy, the Muddy Bog Stout that we don't really like. It's akin to that flavor. With that just funny little... Ah, sour or bite, or is it bitter? Is, it, is this something on the tail and you're sort of going... Gah. It just sticks to the roof of your mouth and it just tells you this don't taste right. So are you, I'm sorry, you're, you're a low mark. You're, you're drinkable, you're finishable, but you're not as good as like all of the other stouts. You're, you are, Keith's stout, this big fancy stout from the big boys is as good as my least favorite craft beer stout in Nova Scotia. It's about as good as that. So I'm happy with that, actually. I'm, I'm okay with that. And, and this this is when we occasionally bring in the the, the big dogs, the, the commercialized stuff, and we say, listen, we, we talk a big game about NS Craft Beer. How does it compare to other stuff? And to be honest, what I probably need to do next, I almost picked up tonight while I was in the NSLC, the McCausland Oatmeal Stout. That would be interesting to start comparing. One, because that one's delicious, and it was my go-to for the longest time, but it's made in Montreal. So maybe some of the bigger companies, their attempts. I even, I even thought about maybe the Guinness. You know, getting a getting a proper Guinness Stout. That's a, that's a nitro stout, so we put that up. Um, 
but we, we've done the loggers. So there are commercialized loggers. That's fine. What if we put Rickard's Red up against... <laughs> if we put it up against Old Biddy's Red, that just wouldn't be fair. That's the best red in the province. Against Uncle Leo's Irish Red. No, all the, all the reds would just blow them completely out of the water. There's two, two, uh, two reds now. That it. Um, great, great roads. Previously known as Old Biddy's. The, uh, the Disco Inferno. And the... Is it the Patrick O'Neill? Yes, yeah, the Patrick O'Neill. Because who who is it? Salt Bucks. I've got another red in there right now. And this is the Jesus Murphy. Who does the Jesus Murphy red? Oh, good question. Je uh, this is oh man, what are my ads gonna look like after this? Red ale. Jesus from it is a Salt Box. Okay, good. I was right. Uh, so Salt Box makes the Jesus Murphy Irish Red Ale, and Great Roast has got a couple. So. Trying to, oh man, there's a lot of this left. It's a 6.5. I will give it this. It does not taste as strong as it is. It, it doesn't have that uh, that strong beer taste. It does say strong beer on the can. And kudos for insisting on a strong stout. My absolute favorite beer is a dark beer with a high, high percentage. Just get, get it in there. And it does include... Even though it's not, is a red a dark beer? Again, I have been accused of drinking the darkest beer that any that a guy at a bar at the bar had ever seen when I had a Rickard's Red. So is it? I don't know. It's it's darker than a Bud Light. I'll tell you that. But it, the temptation. No wait, not the temptation. The Butcher Block. Butcher Block Red. What's the temptation red? Who does that? Is that a thing? Temptation. Red NS is... Oh, that was the Boxing Rock. Okay. And did we try that? I am really having... I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with the fact that this is... Let's see. Um, this is episode... Original episode. You know, from the very first time we did this. We're at 146. The 55th podcast, but is the 146th week of doing this, uh, and it also means that it is the, here's the number on it, the 277th and 78th beer that we've drank. We slash me. So, I mean, maybe I'm ahead by about six. But Ian's been here for this entire adventure. Very, uh, appreciate, appreciated by me, very dear to me, Happy to have a co-host, because as you can tell, I am absolutely waffling. Because look at that. How, how could I possibly have things to say for 47 minutes? Have I been talking for 47 minutes? <laughs> Anywho, my line often when someone says, oh, I'm so talkative. I say, listen, I will talk until... I am physically impeded. You you literally need to strap me down, shut me up. You need to stuff a sock in my mouth. You need to stop me from talking. And usually the only way for that to happen is for me to leave the room or the house or the province. And I've done all three. Not recently, but hopefully it will happen again. Thank you again. Another stirring rouse of applause for the economy and the state of everything. Because, yeah... Uh, let's do the hour t by hour check. I mean, uh, a day's work would go into one plane ticket, really. <laughs> but I suppose, 
Well, when you... Okay. Then there are 365 days a year, less than that, like 320 working days. Multiply that by flights so I could fly to all 150-some countries in the world twice if I had no other bills to pay or things to do or food to eat. Suddenly everything seems a whole lot more affordable when I decided that a plane ticket was only a day's work. <laughs> no, that doesn't seem right at all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Yeah, what 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 plane ticket is a hundred hundred bucks? That doesn't sound right. It's a week's work, a week and a half. I'm totally giving away how much money I make. Anywho, I liked the mint chocolate to two-year-old mint chocolate ch stout. It, the chocolate had gone away, but the mint was gorgeous in there. Really creamy, really gorgeous. And I was worried that the the Keith's stout would somehow blast that out of the water. The only thing the Keith's stout is winning is the head, the foam and the legs. Mm. Grip into the side of the glass, delightful. The beer itself, eh, it's all right. But the mint stout, I'm going to take another sip of this. Mmm. 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 Starting, starting to go a little bit more towards the toothpaste side of things, but the, the, the roast, oh yeah, very roasted malt is coming in there at the same time. Just, just no chocolate. Would have liked a little bit of chocolate. We'll be hopefully talking to, uh, talking to Les and Roofhound in the future, but big, awesome, good news. I should get through a little bit more of this before we finally, before we get to our, our, our delightful outro, uh, uno momento, por favor. Is por favor Spanish or Portuguese? Por favor is please. What is the meaning? Is por favor Spanish or French? Spanish, if you please. I thought por favor was Portuguese. Por favor, Spanish or Portuguese. And now for another episode of Ross Looks Things Up on the Internet. Uh, por favor is a Spanish phrase that translates to please in English. Por favor means please in both Spanish and Portuguese. Well, today I learned. Look at that. That's neat. Sufaz favor, commonly, commonly used. What does por favor mean? It means please in both Spanish and Portuguese. Spanish and Portuguese fascinates me. The two languages are so close to each other. Does the term... Oh, no, that's just do me a favor. So, I think uno momento por favor, that came from some TV show that I watched as a young... Rapscallion, five simple Portuguese phrases and language tips. Obrigado is one of the best ones, and that is... Oh, wait, hang on. Is that your welcome, or is that... Thank you. <laughs> what can I say except obrigado? Thanks. You're welcome is obrigado Portuguese. That's what we did. There's an entire thing around that. Luckily, James, our only listener, he already knows the story behind obrigado and Portuguese and our attempts at learning a little bit of Portuguese, so we're perfectly fine with that. I'm going to finish this last bit off. I might save a tiny little 
sip of the Keats for um, my wife, just so that she appreciates the the mint one all that much more. However, the good news is Ian is back next week. Not only is Ian back next week, we are talking t uh, next week specifically to um, uh, Rob uh, T. Well, what's... Rob has, never, has not given me his last name, and I have not asked. Rob, the new head brewer of Great Roads Brewing down in Sackville, formerly known as Old Biddies, and he's going to be here, and we're going to be talking about those reds that I mentioned. I think the reds and maybe the IPA, which we have not done on the show yet, seven-day IPA, but all of the recipes coming out of uh, what was once Old Biddies, what is now Great Roads, have always impressed me, so I'm really looking forward to talking to Rob about that and the direction they want to go in. And then outside of that, just more future things. We're talking to a few of the other breweries that we want to talk to. Uh, there's always stuff going on. I'll be reading the AC Beer blog, which covers the entirety of the five provinces. <laughs> Whoops. Five provinces in the Atlantic provinces. You know, uh, PEI, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, uh, Newfoundland, and Cape Breton there. I just made some friends in Cape Breton, calling them the fifth province. Meanwhile, Evan Labrador is like, oh, I, I, oughta. that is enough out of me. I've been here talking for far too long. Ian is back next week. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, and you can visit our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at drink NS dry. You can look us up. Uh, our podcast is available at all podcasty places. Look up drink and NS and dry or drink Nova Scotia or some sort of form of that. Or you can go directly to the website, which is drinkns.unsupervised.beer. I think that's all the ways that you can possibly get us. Oh, and our Facebook page. Just look, look, look us up on all the things, and we're usually there. But we're back here talking about uh, beer, trying to compare some every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, right here. And I uh, pop in and leave Facebook chat, and I we go live to the YouTube channel. Those are all the things that happened in all the excerpts, and everything is available over on the YouTube channel. So there you go. I edited it up eventually, and uh, that's what the podcast becomes. Regardless, thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll see you next week. Good night.